The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. I just. Yes, here we are for episode 307 of the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, uh, a terrible thing happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, my God. By all accounts, and I'm one that says uh, at least give it a week, but no one ever does. We don't know. To uh, make sure you get all the details and whatnot. We know what happened. Judgment on anything, Uh, but uh, there's been quite a few angles and shots of uh, what happened on videotape here with. Uh, the death of uh, George Floyd. Well. And. <sighs> yeah, come on. Looks like murder to it me. It is. I mean, it's totally I know they said no, that he come on, man. We don't know that. Yes, we do. I think he's dead on the street there. I mean, you're literally uh, watching yes. a snuff film. Oh, my God. Uh, with that. Yes. And uh, well, I don't see Trump's any America. logical explanation That's America. as God to why that officer did what he did. And, well, um, Wayne, he did yeah, commit a crime. I kept saying, oh, is there going to be some other reason? Oh, did he try to do something? And, yeah, uh, maybe and, he did. Uh, oh, come uh, on. And even though the, there's some preliminary reports that the coroner says he's, you know, he died of a heart attack. There you go. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, but that can be brought on. Exactly. Uh, by this uh, scenario. This is way worse than the Eric Garner uh, no, it's the uh, same. I mean, the full weight of this guy on on his neck well, and on the pavement. I, I and, and and for what? I don't know. Well, you know, I, he he's handcuffed. You got oh him. Oh my god! Put him in the car. Red. And I mean, all of exactly. this because apparently he passed off a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. There you go. That's a, a crime. Red. Um, Good lord. Yeah. So uh, another terrible uh visual of yes. a white police officer exactly. killing a black man exactly so, how many more the town decides to burn itself down now uh, oh. you know, oh uh, your community feels oppressed and, and yes. ignored and yes. so you you burn it to the ground well so, they got evinced they had the whole sympathy of the world and now you want to change the subject so it, no look uh, i don't condone it but i understand i mean it, oh it looks God. like an apocalyptic landscape oh. There, uh, with all the destruction and whatnot. Yep. I don't know what uh, the different auto parts, parts stores, because AutoZone got it first, then O'Reilly's, and apparently Napa. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't I think get Target it, got taken. And then well, five police change. stations well, uh, had to uh, you know, just abandon ship. I don't understand well, the thinking in that. They should have um, unloaded There's no them. leadership oh in uh, Minneapolis oh whatsoever. And, of course, this spread no, to other no. cities. You know. Well... That's uh, because there are other oppressed so, cities, and, uh, and of course, idiot celebrity statements of you know blaming all police officers. Which well, is another one of these examples of boy, I'm really pissed off about bigotry. Yes, so you decide to be bigoted, yeah, and uh, no. that's what you got in those scenarios. Huh? Um, so, well, although I will say, uh, well, one of the rappers actually uh, made a pretty good point. Uh, rapper Lil Wayne, who said that uh, you need to stop blaming the whole police force. Oh, good lord! It's a bunch of facts. Wait, come we on. think we know that we don't know, and so exactly. that plays into what I was talking about. Giving we a know week, enough. You know, 
And yeah, we might hear some more details now, here. I'm about, a little skeptical that we're going to get anything that's going to fully exonerate no, the police wait. officers. You wait and see. I, I seriously doubt that. Oh, um, you'll see. However, there no, may be some other no, elements no. to it, but no, I, no, I, I no. don't know how you explain why you had exactly. uh, to treat thank him you. like that thank when you. You, you had him in custody and all exactly. that. Meanwhile, you had the usual idiot stuff of uh, MSNBC no saying it's a peaceful protest cups. standing in front of a burning building. I mean, just well, the s- the massive p- stupidity. He didn't see um, it. What? There was a CNN reporter talking about trying to say it was peaceful as well when someone threw <laughs> something at him. <laughs> no, that, that's not <laughs> And then right. there was a CNN reporter who got right. arrested. Now, exactly. you know that was I don't tyranny. like CNN. I have no respect for them anymore. But I don't, I don't see you. why that reporter had to be arrested. Exactly. Um, they were asking those troopers, you know, well, will you want us way. to leave or go? Where where, where do we go? You know, and they didn't say anything, I mean, from what I could tell. What? And then all of a sudden, the guy gets arrested. I, I, know, I don't know horrible. what that's about. Trump's America. doesn't look good. Trump's America. And oh I think he should have been arrested. But do I feel sorry for CNN? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. And Oh no! Their headquarters in Atlanta got attacked. What? Uh-oh. But the police? Got nope. But the well, protesters. Sure those, uh, oh my MAGA god! MAGA hat wearing people. Probably. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, it's not so, funny. It's probably uh, what happened. There you go. That's that's a response to it. There were other news in the week, of like course. What? Uh, apparently, we've been under this pandemic or something. I don't know. Oh, my God. I forgot my mask. <laughs> Trump severs oh, no. our ties to the oh, World Health God, Organization. I fully endorse this. Uh, Twitter oh, yeah. has been outright censoring no, him, and wrong. he's threatening action on them. Uh, oh, my God. Chasing after the, the, well, there the goes uh, their status that uh, protects them from uh, defamation Trump. lawsuits and whatnot. Yeah, uh, but well. if you act like a publisher, then you are that you need. can't keep claiming you're a public forum when you don't need. allow free speech on your public forum, so what on and so need. forth. So I, I don't know exactly they how much uh, teeth his executive order could have. Probably not a whole lot. Uh, but that's oh, not really the well, best way to go about it. I suppose way. if they want to clarify the definitions and that Twitter is is in somewhat violation of it. Huh? But the best thing Trump could do. Is leave Twitter yeah, and go to on, one man. of his competitors. Fine, um, go. That would be go a on. massive yeah. move. We don't uh, want you. No, we don't. Uh, Twitter, but yeah. uh, for whatever go. reason, you don't belong there. I guess he sees that as giving them the win, but it would uh, be. Yes, it totally <laughs> would be. Think so? Because oh, no. if you know, no. if he wasn't president and he wasn't that you know popular on the oh, platform. They would have banned him. Yes. They banned. Good. I don't know how many Good. people. Yes, they all and deserved They it. didn't they, really do anything. They just they said did, things they, they don't like. Hate. Uh, there's plenty of people on there giving death threats to the president and all this stuff. They well, don't get canceled. Um, you know, as far as uh, we're going to ban all the Nazis, if he goes oh, to Gab, yeah. that's where the Nazis live. There's they plenty do. of Nazis. Gab is horrible. Stuff. They are uh, Nazis. So, yes. Plus, there's hardcore right. pornography and stuff. On well, there. So it's like, art. We want a you know. safe and decent place. It's well, no. you know, it's art. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. If you want to keep it wide open, we'll see it wide open. That port. And uh, a lot of this comes out of a fear of advertisers leaving and all mm-hmm. of that. But you either want the eyeballs or you don't. Yep. And uh, so. I don't want any but balls. Th- that would be the better option. So I don't really care for this. Uh, 
you know, executive action. Well, on you're just like a spineless pussy um, then. Because it, it, you know, you can be oh. pissed off at Twitter all you want, but that will yeah. bite you on the ass uh, in other avenues. And certainly these are social Twitter media account. platforms that are uh, competing with Twitter and Facebook. Uh, they'll and all never that. make it. They're um, trash. They would be hurt by this as well because they Look just God. would not be able to withstand any idiot lawsuit that comes their way. So, How do you know it'll be an idiot? Yeah, there you go. You the only good that. news is Henry Cavill may return as Superman. Oh, <laughs> I thought about oh, doing yeah, a show also that. in that vein since I did the one on Snyder Cut oh. about the air cut. And uh, going to be looking air at that. Cut? That's the original cut of Suicide Squad. I don't know Squad, why you want to cut and, there. Uh, it, that might oh, be getting geez. released as well. So we'll see how that turns out. But there you go. Fortunately, despite all this bad crap, like there Trump. is oh God. other news. Like what? This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Mid hired for sexual fantasy broke into wrong house. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Two men hired to fulfill a fantasy that involved breaking into an Australian man's home, tying him up, and rubbing a broom handle over his underwear, showed up at the wrong home, and one of those men has now been acquitted of breaking and entering while armed with a weapon. A man living near Griffith, New South Wales, provided his address over Facebook, but later updated it after moving. The hired men apparently showed up at a home on the first street he provided just after 6 a.m., surprising the resident by standing over his bed with machetes at their sides. Are you sure you're not, Kevin? As we were told to come to pick up Kevin, one of the men told the resident, who ripped off his sleep apnea mask. Upon realizing the resident was not Kevin, one of the men said, Sorry, mate and shook the resident's hand. He called police. The men then proceeded to the correct address where they were asked to leave their machetes in their car. They were ultimately arrested while the client made breakfast. In a May 15th decision shared online, District Court Judge Sean Grant acknowledged the facts of the case are unusual, but he said the pair did not appear to have acted intentionally. It was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom, said a lawyer for one of the accused, Terence Leroy, who was acquitted. Entry was not with intent to intimidate. Grant noted the men had carried the machetes either as a prop or something to use in that fantasy, which was to be carried out with discretion. <laughs> He added the client was willing to pay $3,330 if it was really good. Well, I imagine all involved wishes they could just sweep this whole event under the rug. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. I like beer. 
That's why I drink it. Ain't got nothing better to do. Might as well drink beer. Beer. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Florida woman busted for battering boyfriend. But she told police he liked it rough. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Florida woman arrested for yanking her boyfriend's hair told police that it was a sexual thing, adding that the victim liked it rough. Marnie Faxon, 48, was busted for domestic battery following a confrontation with her boyfriend in the Treasure Island apartment. The couple shares. The 47-year-old victim showed police video of Faxon grabbing his hair and pulling it backward while yelling at him. A witness cited in the affidavit reported hearing the man yelling to let his hair go or he would call the police. After being read her rights, Faxon reportedly claimed her encounter with the victim was a factual thing and that the victim liked it rough. Faxon's boyfriend told cops she was lying about the incident. Charged with domestic battery, a misdemeanor, Faxon was booked into the county jail and later released on her own recognizance. A judge has ordered her to have no contact with the victim. Faxon's rap sheet includes a pair of drunk driving convictions as well as convictions for violating probation and driving with a suspended or revoked license. She was arrested in July 2018 for felony domestic battery after allegedly punching and scratching her then-boyfriend during a confrontation for which she was judged the primary aggressor. Prosecutors, however, declined to pursue the matter because, you know, she was just a girl. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Say, friends, you've heard of my Mr. Nelson store at Zenzel.com, and of course, my other Mr. Nelson store at Society 6. Yes, yes, plenty of goodies there for you. But now, there's also the Mr. Nelson Shop at Teespring. Yes, you can head over to Teespring for the Mr. Nelson Shop. And there's plenty of Nelson goodies there too. So why don't you check out the Mr. Nelson Shop or the other stores and have your pick of whatever you want. Yes, three options just for you. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. She murdered her husband with a hammer, but now gets to inherit his estate. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A woman previously convicted of murdering her husband, but successfully appealed down to a lesser charge of manslaughter, will now be able to fully inherit his estate instead of the couple's children. In 2010, Sally Chow went to visit her estranged husband with a hammer in her purse. As her husband Richard ate lunch, Sally beat him to death with the hammer, leaving a note on his body that said, I love you. She then fled the home and was later arrested and convicted for his murder. Sally and Richard were married for three decades 
After her murder trial, Sally repeatedly admitted to murdering her husband, but wouldn't say why except that she had suspected he was seeing another woman, and after stalking him, discovered a voicemail from another woman asking Richard to dinner. Her niece, Dalla, said that Sally hacked into his email and asked neighbors who he had been at the house with. I suspect she was stalking him, said Dalla. The couple had already separated at the time of the murder. Richard moved out and began dating again. While Sally struggled to move on, and eventually begged Richard to take her back. Sally told police after the murder, I wasn't thinking I'm going to go and kill Richard. I was thinking I'm going to go there and there's a possibility, depending on how it panned out. Hmm. Della was convinced that there was more to Sally's reasoning behind killing her husband, so she reached out to Justice for Women, a feminist organization that defends women who killed their partners and claimed to have been abused. After Sally met with the organization, she started claiming she had been emotionally abused throughout her marriage to Richard. From the outside, friends described the marriage as old-fashioned and said Sally was all about servicing Richard. The couple lived in luxury as Richard owned a second-hand car garage. The couple lived in a wealthy area of Surrey with their two sons, James and David, who each attended private school. Most of the accusations are from Sally herself, with little corroborating evidence. She claimed that when she got a part-time job at the police federation, Richard ordered her to start paying the couple's bills and purchasing all their food. Her brother said they noticed that over the years she started voicing her opinion less and less though no suggestion is made that this was because of Richard. Sally also claimed that after a male friend in Los Angeles hugged and kissed her while she was vacationing with Richard in 1998, her husband pushed her into the bedroom and forced sacks on her. He was brutal and said nothing. David, one of the couple's sons, said that whatever happened in America was never talked about, but it was always clear you never crossed my father. Sally claimed she could never refuse Richard when he wanted sex and would be told to get ready when he wanted it, an indication that she should clean herself. At some point, Richard started refusing to have sex with Sally, and she began trying to tempt him with raunchy outfits. She started stalking her husband and checking his phone and pockets to discover he was frequenting a brothel, which upset her. She even called the cops after the brothel was raided to report her husband as a visitor. She told police on that call that her husband was dead, but Richard took the phone and told police things were fine. In 2009, Sally left Richard, but soon regretted the move as she was unable to cope with single life. Richard went on dates and seemed to have no issue moving on. Their son David lived with Sally while James lived with Richard. Sally eventually begged Richard to take her back. He agreed, but wrote up a post-nuptial agreement that allegedly demanded Sally quit smoking, only visit him once a week, never interrupt him, and go through with the divorce. She was also told that she would only receive 200,000 pounds in the event they separate again, which amounted to a fraction of Richard's assets. These odd and conflicting alleged demands hurt Sally. She said, and on that day in 2010, she went to his home with a hammer 
in her purse. Richard allegedly demanded she travel in the rain to get ingredients for his lunch, and Sally suspected he wanted her out of the house to talk to one of his lady friends. There was so much going on in my head. I knew he was seeing another woman, Sally said in a statement during her appeal process. I looked at his computer and could see he was sending emails to various women. She would later admit, I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I had the hammer in my bag. Their son, David, cleaned their father's blood from the kitchen and said he only learned of the alleged abuse after Richard died. <sighs> Even though the adult children admitted in a BBC documentary that it was obviously a struggle to let her be our mom again, they were happy when she was released from jail in 2019. She had been convicted to 22 years back in 2011. Sally began her appeal by claiming coercive control after it became a crime in England and Wales in 2015. The BBC described coercive control as a pattern of behavior by an abuser to harm, punish, or frighten their victim. The media covering Sally's story have positioned her as an abused wife who fought back without acknowledging the lack of evidence for her claims. Sally was able to appeal her murder conviction and take a lesser charge of manslaughter. She was released after a judge determined she had served enough time for Richard's death. This week, Sally was also granted her request to inherit Richard's estate. After a judge waived the rule that barred people who killed their spouses from inheriting their estate. Well, take that, patriarchy. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Say, what you wearing there, boy? Hey, oh, this is my Bubba Stargon t-shirt. Bubba Stargon? Oh, man, is that all the characters that little Mr. Spot? It sure is. Oh, man, where can I get one? <laughs> you gotta head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Mr. Nelson store? Where that? Oh, you gotta head over to Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com, and look up the Mr. Nelson store. Yeah, M-R-N-I-L-S-I-N. <laughs> it's just that simple. Oh, man, I'm gonna get on that and get me a Bubba Starcone shirt. Yeah, you'll be the envy of your friends. Yeah, except you're the only one friend I got. Well... Uh, you'll make more with a cool shirt like it. Oh, yeah! That's right, friends. Head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zezzle.com where you can get your Bubba Stargon shirt and other great Mr. Nelson products. And now, from Nelson Productions comes a space opera adventure like no other. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! In our last episode, Bubba and crew suddenly found themselves under attack by the Venusians, who, surprisingly, were led by Flair Gorgon. And who might that be? Well, this is the alternate universe version of an old girlfriend of Bubba's. Yes, that's, that's, that's another story for a... Another time. Anyway, Bubba was all ready to surrender when suddenly the Venusians were attacked by another ship. A ship that turned out to be the Emperor of Earth's command ship, Terra Firmer 1. Anyway, while all that was going on back in sickbay, 
Dr. Booz Hetfield, and Pristine Cathedral were discussing the possibility of wormholes with Dr. Saurus Lear. Well, yes, yes, Dr. Hetfield, I am well aware of the theories of wormholes. However, of late, I have been busy constructing my weapon, the antimatter bomb. Yeah, well, uh, could you just... Kind of put a pause on that and help us out by coming up with a, a means by which one could artificially create a wormhole so that uh, we could get back to our universe. Oh, uh, your, your universe? What those oh, uh, say is yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Well, now. Am I to understand you're from uh, a parallel universe? Well, that explains pristine being alive after I. Uh, well, I, oh, I right. killed the one I knew. Oh. Uh, Look, uh, no hard feelings. It was well, your doppelganger, but uh, this is this is incredible. This is uh, fascinating. You're telling me it might explain a great deal. Really? Um. Okay. Uh, I'm all ears. Well, long story short, I was the leader of the rebellion against the tyranny of the Terraformer Empire when uh, all of a sudden the Venusians began to attack. Apparently, they've been spurred on by some sort of global epiphany in their religious beliefs. And this seemingly was confirmed to them that their belief that God or, the, it, or goddess, I suppose, uh, is, is female and that the future is female because the universe is female uh, was seemingly confirmed by contact with a strange intelligence oh, that man. appeared to be really? female in its form. Thus, the Venusians decided that they were to wipe out all other life forms that still oh. conform to the, you know, binary you know, sexual uh, matter that uh -huh. just nature provides, but, you know, they're zealots, so what are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. this apparent strange, supposed female energy entity or god or whatever it is uh -huh. apparently manifested as a result of some bizarre time-warping cosmic event okay. that resulted in this very vicinity. What? Well, you know, you said that was going to oh be a, a short story version of a no, long but one, but... Bose, uh, don't you understand? Not it, really. It happened in the same place that where we arrived in this universe. Wow, yeah, that's, uh, that's quite a coincidence. But, Bose, I, I don't think it was a coincidence. No, it's gotta be. I mean, come on, uh, how long has this war been raging on here, uh, Saurus? Well, for nearly four years now, Yeah, but yeah, see, we've only been here a couple of days. There ain't no way we could have yes, anything to do with your weird religious war with Venus. Yeah, but Dr. Hatfield, don't you understand? I already explained that... What? Through the time-warping effect... Oh, yeah. The, the entity, or whatever it was, entered uh -huh. the universe the same way you did, but due to time displacement, it arrived years into the past. Oh. Thus caused the current Earth-Venus war. Huh. So anyway, about that wormhole, you think you could open that up for us? Well, it, the power required for something like that is, is unimaginable. I, oh, I can imagine it. anything on hand like that at oh, the come moment. come on, man. It back to the subject at hand. Our getting home is the subject at hand. I mean, what in the world? Could it be that our crossing into this universe and Tearing at the fabric of reality yeah, actually know. created some new life form that's oh. unwittingly caused this war? Uh, maybe, because, you know, there wasn't anything that came in with us except you, me, Bubba, and that asshole Johnny Ray, and of course, oh. 
poor, dear, sweet duck to Tushy. Tushy. And they're both dead, so, you know, but, I don't know. Maybe we had something to do with this or maybe not. But but, but, hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something. You know what, Dr. Lear? Huh? You may have enough power in the reaction of an explosion of your antimatter bomb. But, oh, oh, yes. Of course. All right. The spatial disruption uh -huh. could actually lead to... Your proverbial wormhole, in fact. All right, what yeah. you're telling me is true, and that means my doppelganger must have utilized his knowledge of antimatter weapons yeah, sure. as a means of powering such a device Probably. that could open wormholes. Yeah, That's what I figured. Plus, huh? this could kill two birds with one stone. What do you mean? If we could cre recreate the event that led to you being teleported here, yeah. it could rid our universe the scourge of this entity oh. that so mesmerized the Venusians. Yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's, hey, it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, let's let's get started on that. I'm right there with you, Dr. Hadfield. And once that's right. completed, and the Venusian-Earth war is yeah. over, and they lay both battered and uh, defeated Buzz. from their conflict, yeah, sure, whatever. people Buzz. can move in. What, wait, what? What? Oh, nothing. Well, it sounded like you were oh, saying that. What? Pristine? What? <laughs> Although we've confirmed that Johnny Ray died. Yeah. We never did confirm that Tushy did. It, uh, oh, yeah. Hmm. Just what the hell was all that about? <laughs> and what about Bubba, the Venusians, and Terra Firmer 1? Well, perhaps we'll find out answers to those and other questions in the next exciting episode of Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol is written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. All right, before I bid you sweet adieu, until next time, guess what? Yes, that's right. I watched another episode of Space 1999. Um, and, uh, well, <laughs> this was one of their better episodes. Uh, most of them are pretty awful, but uh, this one is probably on par with that one I said that was where they found the, the evil, immortal creep inside the uh, asteroid. Uh, other than his terrible outfit, <laughs> it was pretty good. Well, here, this was pretty good too, as they're cruising along and then they, they encounter some sort of time space warp thing. Um, and as a result of this, they're, they're split into two where there's a different, a timeline from where their point is there in another. And they don't quite understand that this has happened. One of the, uh, crew members, uh, she starts to go a little nuts and she seems to be aware of the other timeline, whereas the others aren't. And eventually it's, it, it overcomes her. And she dies, but she starts telling them that she believes, uh, Commander Koenig and, uh, what's his name? Carter are dead and all this sort of stuff. And they're like, what's the deal here? You know, why does she think that? Cause they're not dead. Um, but as they're going along, they, encounter a, a star system and they check it out and they realize 
it's the it's their home star system. It's the Earth, and they're like, "Oh, we made it!" It's like the warp in space managed to transport them where they wanted to go, and so they're like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna make it!" And they're heading towards it, and they start realizing there's damage to it, and there's obvious signs they've moved through time and whatnot, but. It's home, you know, and of course, without the moon, there would have been damage all over the earth and this sort of thing. So uh, maybe it led to even far worse damage than they would have anticipated. But nevertheless, as they approach it, wait a minute, there's already a moon there. So what the hell? (laughs) Well, the moon is the same as theirs and there's an alpha base on it and then they go and explore. And that's kind of interesting, too, because obviously they use their set and they set it up, but it's all abandoned and dilapidated and they actually find a Eagle shuttle and in there is the dead bodies of Koenig and Carter <laughs> and then the vacuum of space preserved their bodies. So there's no deterioration or anything, but they're dead. Um, so they go to the planet and they encounter, uh, the crew. They've been living on the planet for, I guess they said five years or something like that. And, uh, now it gets a little shaky, but it's obviously the professor guy. He figures it out about what has happened. And, uh, when you meet your double, it it causes problems and it actually kills off, uh, the ones on the planet. Now, why it would kill them off and not the others. I don't know. It seems like the conflict would wipe them both out or something like that. They don't really get into that. And who's to say, you don't know, Uh, probably wouldn't, but as a result of this, they said, you can't, you can't stay on the planet with this. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll kill us and all this because the Dr. Russell meets her double and she dies. And her last wish is to see, you know, Koenig because, you know, they're in love and everything. And she dies in his arms and all that. Um, they, so they just, they tell him you got to leave. And they said, well, we can't. The moons are going to uh, collide. And, and they said, you have to. We'll all die and all this sort of stuff. And I, I'm trying to remember if, if the professor figured it out or whatnot. But anyway, of course, as they approached the moon, it started to glow with the eerie glow at the beginning of the show. And they basically, they're back in their own timeline, back traveling through space. And so then they wonder well, are those people still on Earth, or did the timeline fuse back to the way it was and it never existed? And so you can sort of draw the conclusion that neither timeline survived. They're just the original one, you know, was restored, and they moved forward. But, of course, they remember what happened. They said, was it all just a dream? And then Dr. Russell finds these flowers that she got from the planet. So, no, it really did happen. So as a result of the flowers exist, then I guess... In some timeline, the Alpha crew did make it back to Earth. Uh, it's just Koenig and Carter died on the way, you know, on the moon. And the rest of them lived on that uh, rather devastated Earth, but they were able to restart and, you know, rebuild their human society with what they have there. So, uh, yeah, he's not bad. And a lot of it uh, in its simplicity helped it a lot. And, um you know, they, they don't really have full explanation for things. And it's a bit of it is like, well, you figured that out a little too quick <laughs> as to what to do and all this sort of thing. But still, one of their, this is easily one of their better episodes. So, uh, another place, another time was uh, the title. 
and uh yeah it was it was pretty good they is there's some of the uh the failings of because one of the best parts of space 1999 again is of course the the sets and uh some of the earlier uh footage they got of outer space and the traveling they they do it very well and and there's quite a few good scenes of them going into orbit and all this type of stuff um but <laughs> the later scenes, especially for this episode, where it's clearly landing on the planet and it's all models landing into this, you know, uh, to match up with their set. They never really had any location shots or anything. So it doesn't quite gel with the really good special effects footage they have, but it's good enough. And it, it kind of reminds me of Star Trek as far as some of those sets. And I was saying, Hey, it doesn't matter. It's an alien world. So how do you know? <laughs> but this is the earth, but it's, but it's an altered earth. So, <laughs> but nevertheless, it kind of gives me an idea of what perhaps a, because eventually, originally they were going to restart the Star Trek a TV series in the seventies called Star Trek phase two. And when you watch space 1999, I think you see a lot of what that show probably would have looked like. As far as uh, special effects go and sets and all that type of thing, uh, I would think the stories would be better and more grounded. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? <laughs> but anyway, uh, this was a good episode for Space 1999. So there you go. Anyway, thanks for listening to the show yet again, and we'll reunite for the next one. And, uh, uh, maybe I'll have another Space 1999 review for that one, too. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Anyway, again, thanks and good night. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Created by go, you know the you know the thing. <laughs> <laughs>